You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A first down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. Well, that always makes me smile for sure. That clip uh, courtesy of ESPN. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. My guest today really needs no introduction. He is arguably the most electrifying football player to ever put on the Purdue football uniform. And of course, he is Rondale Moore. Rondale, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me. Hey, I'm so grateful to have you on the show, episode 99 here. So thank you for your time. And you're a busy man getting ready for the NFL draft. And speaking of, I want to start kind of there. Of course, just a couple of weeks ago, you held your pro day up at Purdue, where you posted some extremely impressive numbers, a 42-and-a-half-inch vertical and a 4.29 40-yard dash. That is extremely impressive. Both of those numbers would have been, I think, good enough to be second uh, at the Combine a couple of years ago. Uh, when you walk away from your pro day and hear those numbers, what kind of goes through your mind and how you feel about that? Honestly, it's really uh, numbers I have been hitting previously and uh, for me personally, it's just um, on my end. I really just can't um, thank the guys enough that have, you know, helped me get to this point. And, you know, first and foremost, with that being uh, my Lord and Savior. And then secondly, just, you know, my family, my trainer, mentors, coaches, and everyone like that. That's awesome. And then kind of talk about where it goes from there. You recently signed uh, with uh, Wasserman uh, Agency as your, uh, as your agent. Kind of walk us through that process of going from picking an agent to, uh, scheduling workouts, your pro day, and then kind of getting ready for the draft. Yeah. So picking an agency for me was uh, kind of similar to picking a college and it came down to what I value with people and what I valued out of um, the group as a whole, if you will. So for me, Chaffee uh, is my day-to-day or my agent, if you will, Wasserman is my agency, but uh, Chaffee and I sat down multiple times and we got to chop it up. I uh, got to learn about him, obviously told him about my background and things of that sort. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I went about the agent process, kind of just put some things down on paper and uh, met with a few guys and just try to see if they, you know, met my core values. But <clears throat> that's that's kind of the simple part of it. <laughs> and then yeah. obviously numbers and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I went about the agent process. Cool. And usually, I'd, you know, I'd ask about buying the suit and stuff, getting ready for the draft. And I don't know COVID, how they're doing things again this year, but, you know, just kind of preparing for that and talk about, you know, obviously again with COVID things look differently as far as not flying out to all the facilities, you know, trying out for teams in person. So kind of walk us through that process of zoom interviews or, you know, does everybody kind of just watch your pro day tape? Kind of walk yeah. us through how that works. So all of it's been remote, like you said, so zoom calls, uh, WebEx, FaceTime, whatever. So really just uh, every call you get, you got to pick up because you don't know who it is. And then from there, uh, you'll transition and send up a Zoom call. And then, you know, we'll watch film. I'll get an install of theirs. Uh, I'll go over my install. Uh, we'll talk about our, well, I'll talk about my background. They'll get a feel for me for a player. Um, and then that's how we go about it. Like you said, there's no in-person meeting. So <clears throat> it's only so much you can do. But um, I mean, I guess the process is everything I imagine it to be besides, you know, getting on a flight every weekend and going somewhere. And where are you currently working out and just kind of preparing? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky at Aspirations Gym. I've got a trainer, Chris Vaughn, who I've been working with uh, since like my summer, my eighth grade year. Okay. Not terribly far from hometown, right? Right. About 20 minute commute, just right across the bridge. Nice, nice. 
and talk about the, you know, just kind of the feedback you're getting from teams so far and kind of where maybe expect yourself to get drafted and kind of what you're hearing from people so far. Yeah, honestly, I don't really get uh, too in debt with it. And when I talk to these teams, we don't, um, I mean, necessarily talk about where they're looking to take me or, or a receiver, or, you know, anything of that sort. Obviously, at the back of my head, I know where they pick, but um, I don't, I don't really get into that, that kind of stuff. And um, I don't, I haven't asked my agent or, you know, looked up anything to try to figure it out for me. It's just taking it day by day, enjoying the process and uh, doing what I can do on my end to make sure um, I'll be all right when my name does get called. Yeah, for sure. Imagine, you know, you know, schmucks like me who are looking at, you know, the 800 different, you know, uh, mock drafts that are out there. Obviously, I assume you kind of just have to ignore that stuff and just focus on what you can't control, right? Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, it gives me some clarity, obviously, when I talk to these teams and we get a chance to um, talk about the things I do well, what they want to see me work on, what they're expecting me to do and things that I saw. Awesome. Well, my bills, my bills sit at 30. So I would love for them to take you at wide receiver at uh, pick 30. If I can throw that in there, not that they're listening to me or anything like that. And now, but I'd love to see you playing in Buffalo next fall. Uh, I want to kind of go backwards a little bit here. Uh, kind of talk, take me back to the recruiting process and how uh, Coach Brom or whoever the assistants were that approached you and talked you into playing football up in West Lafayette. Yeah, so I originally was at New Albany, where I'm from. I uh, played ball there for two years. And my sophomore year, they were at WKU. I got a chance to go take an unofficial watch a game, um, build some rapport with the coaches and uh, sit down and kind of figure out who they were. And then obviously from there, I transferred to Trinity and played there my junior and senior year. And for those watching who don't know, uh, Coach Brahm also graduated from Trinity. So um, it was kind of like a relationship thing in a sense. Um, so I, I first met Coach Barclay, who was coaching running backs at the time. He's also at Purdue now. And Coach Shepard coached receivers. So we got a chance to build a relationship. So I knew three guys before I ever stepped on campus. Uh, so that's kind of how I ended up at Purdue. Obviously, it's uh, a little colder than uh, all <laughs> I was originally committed, but for me, it came down to relationships, being able to get my degree um, in three years because I, I did have intentions of um, going to the NFL. So I was able to do that. And uh, I think the third reason for me was just how I would be utilizing the offense and how well uh, Coach Brown can scheme up some things and uh, get you in the position to win. So uh, those three things were kind of how I ended up at Purdue. For sure. And was Western Kentucky ever in the picture or were you just kind of grateful once coach Brown went up to a, you know, a bigger school like Purdue that, Hey, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. WKU, no doubt was in the question. Cause like I said, for me, it was about those three things I mentioned. So if we could sit down and make those make sense, then um, it doesn't matter if we were in <laughs> lizard or we're in the, the depth. <laughs> yeah. And talk about just playing for coach Brown, that offense. It was exciting. And I think if I had to put it in one word, that's definitely what I would say. And I say that because he has a, unique way of putting guys in situations to get mismatches and um, allows you to play to your strengths. So uh, I think Coach Brown does a good job of uh, studying the game um, and teaching it to everyone around him. Therefore, when you go out there, you can be comfortable and confident in what you're doing. And talk about kind of the process of, you know, showing up as a, a freshman on campus who's, you know, a highly recruited guy that people are excited about and it's kind of getting on the field from day one and kind of earning, earning that spot. Yeah. I mean, obviously as a, as a, Young guys, hard work was instilled in me early. So fortunately, I was surrounded by some guys who understood what was going on and, and helped uh, with my development as a player. And Andrew Coverdale, when I first got to Trinity, was big in that aspect. And then obviously Chris, who I mentioned earlier. So uh, those two guys really helped with 
uh, the X's and O's of ball, understanding defenses, um, understanding my triangle and basically how to decipher what's going on faster than everyone else. So when I got to campus as an 18 year old, I basically took every tool I, that they offered me uh, and I used it. So if there was a script out, I would take it. Uh, I would go write down the plays. I would go write down what I have. And obviously David Blau was also huge in my development. I mean, I would call him pretty much every single day and uh, figure out what I had on this route or who's the first read. Uh, so that kind of stuff helped me thrive early um, in the offense. That's awesome. Hey, David Blau's a great dude. I had him on the podcast last year. Love that kid. Um, obviously a lot of highs and lows while at Purdue every season, but you know, the fresh, uh, your freshman campaign was filled with probably one of the most highest of highs, at least as a Purdue fan uh, standpoint, and a, a huge uh, Tyler Trent fan and friend uh, that October 20, uh, October 20th, the 49 to 20 game. Talk about that night and just what you remember. It was amazing. And fortunately, like you said, I got a chance to meet Tyler that night. We obviously went back and forth on Twitter um, and exchanged numbers after that game and got to actually see face to face uh, after the game in the locker room. But I mean, to have the the fans storm the field to upset the number two team in the country. And uh, on my end to have the game I did, man, it was amazing. And uh, definitely a moment that I would consider probably the best um, on the field experience for me. Yeah. I mean, I, that was a night I will never forget. I mean, it was just amazing. It seemed like, I mean, you were, you were hard to tackle as it is any, any game, but just that game with you and DJ and everybody just like, it was like bouncing off guys and you guys look around top of the world. Just, I mean, can you, even really define that experience yeah it was i mean it's out of out of body experience man it was <laughs> uh it was cold probably to you guys i'm pretty sure it was cold but I mean, we didn't feel anything and uh, the momentum was all in our favor the crowd was great uh coach brown was dialing it up we were successful in all three phases i mean and everything just seemed to be clicking that night yeah, i remember talking to uh, tyler's dad after the game and tony tony said you know it was kind of almost kind of like god gave us a little piece of heaven that night just that experience where kind of all the other things you know went away and that's I mean it's so true it just kind of felt magical if you will talk about just meeting Tyler and your experience uh, with him and, and then his story too yeah Tyler um Tyler and myself became friends I mean after that game like I said we exchanged numbers and uh, he would he would send me things uh motivational quotes just inspirational stuff every day really um so I mean, obviously, he just is a strong person, and um, I guess he just teaches the important or taught the importance of uh, no matter what's go what's going on around you, you just keep fighting um, and and keep your faith, and that's that's what I take from him to this day. Um, and so, for us to meet and cross paths, I think was great for me um, spiritually and just as a person uh, day to day. Yeah, he was an incredible, incredible young man that we were all fortunate to get to know for a little bit of a little bit of time. Uh, and moving on to your sophomore year, again, we kind of talked about the highs and lows, obviously some frustrations there with the injuries uh, your sophomore year. Of course, the freak play where you and Elijah go down on the same play. Just, and talk about uh, kind of the way that season ended and then how, you know, it was important for you to come back from that. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I had a grade one hamstring, but it was basically uh, elongated throughout the whole hamstring, which um, took so long with the recovery. And I mean, after that season, I was fully healthy uh, during the season. I mean, I became the biggest cheerleader uh, for my teammates because I couldn't be out there, but I mean, everything I could do to get the next guy up uh, ready to go play and be confident. I tried my best to do. And 
that's kind of how I played it that whole year. Um, and obviously, like you said, I had some ups and downs with trying to get back out there. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how it went. And then obviously uh, we'll transition to 20. Uh, COVID happens, everything shut down. I originally opt out. But like you said, man, I'm a competitor. So it was important for me to come back when they, you know, reinstated the season. And fortunately, I <clears throat> had a hammy early on and missed a few games. But um, I got to get back out there for three. And then, like you said, another down. He uh, ended up canceling the season because of some some breakouts. So, um, I kind of walk through that process because, you, like you you just mentioned, you you initially decided to opt out because of COVID and just probably starting to focus on your future. And then the Big Ten decided to play and kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, so I opted out. Facilities were closed down. Couldn't get treatment. Couldn't go work out on the field. So it was tough uh, to get better in a sense. But I did um, figure out a way to go do some things um, around while I was still in Lafayette and kind of chopped it up with some guys who I consider mentors of mine or I seek advice from. And obviously coach Brown and coach Shep and uh, they were on board with it. So I opted out. And like I said, when, when they reinstated the season, it was a no brainer for me. I called coach Brown and uh, drove up here and, you know, we sat down, we made it make sense and uh, went back out there. That's awesome. And just talk about the importance for you, especially just to, to finish and being determined to finish uh, your junior season on a positive note and take momentum into the off season. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a team guy, and I think um, the team uh, goes off of me. Uh, I consider myself a leader, and it was important, like I said, to go back and compete and just show who I am as a player and who I am as a person. I uh, definitely didn't accomplish a Big Ten championship, what I, what I wanted to do as a 17-year-old coming to school, uh, but that were those were my intentions. So, uh, like I said, I just wanted to come back and, one, show I'm healthy, two, um, be a team guy and, and show the team that it's possible to go win some games. Yeah, right on. And talk about the you know the future of the team as you kind of move on to the pros here as you look back. Um, just talk about how you feel about the team moving forward. Of course, obviously one of the, the glass half holes of when your injury happened, David Bell got a chance to to shine, and some other guys got some some playing time, got some experience. Let's talk about yeah. the team moving forward. Yeah, and of course you know David. So I mean, I'll I'll, I'll get into some guys, some younger guys, who I think will be really good. Malik Carr for one, I think will be a really good player uh, for Purdue. Abdur. Um, has been injured a little bit, so I hasn't had the chance to get out there. But when you talk about work ethic, he reminds me of myself a little bit, just as far as you know, diligently going about his work every day. Um, I think on the defensive end, obviously you've got George, and we've got some guys in the back end that'll be really good. Um, and I'm not sure <laughs> about the people they took in this class, obviously, because I haven't been there. But uh, when those guys were freshmen, when they all got here, I mean, they've been uh, learning to the best of their ability, and and one they will hit you. Uh, those guys in the back definitely hit you so um when they when they learn the the defense and when those receivers uh, get the offense down and, and it becomes like second nature I think they'll be out be able to go out there and play fast and be confident in what they're doing and we'll we'll be really good and win some games yeah I, I mean I really believe in this is not me being my rose colored glasses I, I I really think there's certainly talent on the roster there it's just you know I think we've been kind of snake bitten with injuries unfortunately yeah. over the last few years and you know I think if Brom or coach Brom could have this team fully together I, I think the sky's the limit and I don't think a conference competing for a conference title at least is yeah no doubt question to me so hopefully this year we can kind of get it turned around and build some momentum for recruiting and everything again and uh, we'll see <laughs> awesome hey anything else that you want to add Rondell I'm so uh, grateful for your time 
Yeah, no worries, man. And to all the fans and supporters and everyone who watches this, man, I just want to say thanks from the bottom of my heart. Uh, West Lafayette will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, we, we are so grateful. We wish we had a little more, but obviously those things are out of all of our control. But we are so grateful for the memories that you provided for us in the football field and off. You're such an outstanding young man of uh, high character as well, which is, for me, you know, more important than anything you do on, on the field. So uh, yeah. thank you for representing Purdue the right way as well. No doubt, man. I appreciate you. God bless. You too, Rondale. Thank you. Boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.